Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, those are beautiful. We have fancy goblet glasses. And mine is highly full. It's very full, guys. Uh, in case you have... <laughs> oh, that's you gotta how, aerate That's it. how we're gonna be. Okay. <laughs> in case you're wondering... um. I am the designated parent tonight, so this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, and this is um, this is me celebrating like ten days of what? sobriety. Yeah, yeah. Or so. <laughs> That's how I celebrate. I'd be the worst AA member ever. I'd be like, I've been sober for ten days. Open a bottle. Woo! That's not, no, no. no. Uh, anyway, but no, I'm I'm feeling better and everything's going well. So I get to drink. Yeah, he gets to be the des- or the drunk parent, and I get to be the designated parent. So I'm going to do that, so yay! Woot woot. Hold on, it's going to be a wild ride. Um, so how's your week going? I mean, it was busy. Yes. It was busy. We have trans- transitioned from uh, Cub Scouts with our oldest to just, I call them Scout Scouts, because they're yeah. no longer Boy Scouts. <laughs> Boy Scouts, provided by BS, or Boy Scouts of America, or BSA. Right. right. Scouts BSA. Right. I just call them Scout Scouts. I feel like it's one of those things that needs two words. Mm-hmm. Like... Right. There's Cub Scouts, and there was Boy Scouts. And, and... there's Girl Scouts. Yeah. And there's Brownies, yeah. which is its own thing, but whatever. Right. I, so I call it Scout Scouts. So Scout Scouts. Or Big Scouts. Big Maybe scouts. Big Scouts. I do call it Big Scouts, kind of like, you know, calling it Big Church whenever right. we talk to our kids yeah. about it. Yeah, I like Big Scouts. I'm like, I call it Big Scouts. When do we get to have the Man Scouts? <laughs> they sounds... can learn to sew on their own goddamn buttons. Hey, thank you for that, by the way. You're welcome. Um, But mostly I just don't know where you keep your damn buttons. Oh. So I'm like, Lisa, I, I need some buttons on this shirt. And she's like, okay. It's clearly a pickle jar that I keep in the basement, <laughs> obviously. Behind the, like, other stuff and around the corner. And I right. don't I don't go in that corner of the basement just like you don't go in my corner. We have our corners. I mean, I did uh, root around in your toolbox to find a file just today. But I put it back, so. Okay, cool. You find one? Yeah. Ah, what do you need a file for? Uh, to make a ring? I'm not really uh, following. <laughs> Out of a vintage button? Still not there. Uh, for the kids' musical. None of what you're saying is helping. Okay. <laughs> you know how our oldest is in the, like, fifth grade musical? I am aware. Okay. I am helping with costuming. I'm also aware. Yes. Because I can't not, because it's fun, and none of the rest of my life is this fun. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do this. This seems fun. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh yeah, so one of the girls needs a ring, and I was like, I have these really cool vintage buttons that would make a cool ring. Yep. But I had to, like... So do you, like, file out the inside? You had to, yeah, so it was a shank button. Do you know what that is? Uh, you stab people with it in prison. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's a it's a button that has, like, a like a tube or a loop on it, like oh, a flat with, like, a loop. On the back? Yeah, instead of, like, a Hold. disc with holes. 
Got it. So it's a shank button. So you mm-hmm. have to cut off the shank. And then file it down. Yeah, and then I had to file it down so it was flat. And then you stab someone with it. Sure. Okay. Just try to keep track. Then I glue it on a ring back. A ring back, which is just a ring. A ring, but it has a flat disc that you can glue things to. Ah, okay. Sounds crafty. Yeah, I mean, it was a little crafty. Like ice is cold. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. I'm helping with costuming. It's really fun. Um, the rest of my life isn't as fun, but it's mm. fine. It's fine. Oh, we have the science fair. Yeah, it's been great. Oh, poor kids. So, uh, our daughter's science fair partner got, like, ill. Like, 104 like, degree fever. Like, like 104, yeah, 104 degree fever. And so we had to finish, uh, her science fair project via Skype. And Google Docs. God bless technology. I know, right? Like, in my, my day, you just would have been like, well. We're getting a D. Like, <laughs> Well, you just would have done it by yourself, and you mm-hmm. just would have, like, filled in your partner on the day of, and been like, all right, so here's your parts, and right, this right. is what it looks like, I hope you're okay. But no, no, they were, like, swapping notes, they had a shared document open, and a chat going on the side, and, like, mm-hmm. all the stuff, I'm like, this is third fucking grade. And, like, like, she has a conference call. Yeah, she has a conference call, and a WebEx going, <laughs> and she's, like slaying this thing and i'm like right. i have also she was like i need a snack and i was like you can have vegetables she's like can i have a salad with goat cheese and i was like what kind of bougie lady are you she is but of course of yeah. course you can I'm have a salad with goat cheese <laughs> because of course a we have goat cheese <laughs> bougie ass daughter <laughs> bougie ass family but no that's yeah that tracks uh, what else happened this week? Oh, we had a we had a two hour delay, and I had a free morning, so I canceled my morning plans at Ooh. work, and I just turned everybody's alarms off and let everybody sleep in for like an hour and a half. Oh, they needed it, and it was splendid. Also, I kind of dozed. Like, also, I got also up, sleeping in. Like I got up and I got ready, and then I just kind of like dozed on our bed, and mm-hmm. then when kids would wander in, like, Dad, what? <laughs> Like, so our oldest woke up first, and he looks at me, and he goes, well, I was in the shower. And so he comes into my room, and he heard me get out of the shower, and he's like, so I checked the website, and we have a two-hour delay. I was like, yeah. I was like, cool. And he just disappeared. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know what he did, but it wasn't my problem. Our daughter wakes up, looks at me, and goes, what's going on? And I'm like, there's there's a two-hour delay. You don't have to go to school for a little bit. So I turned off your alarm so you could sleep in. She's like, huh, cool, thanks. And then she disappears. Like, she mm-hmm. just goes back in her room, starts right. getting ready. Like Whatever. Whatever they do in the morning. And so I'm sitting there on the couch, and about 15 minutes later, our youngest runs out and does the, like, hands to his side, like, like straight <laughs> like out. Like he's going like, to sashay. Like, and, like, <laughs> pumps his hands and is looking around the house, like, where is everybody? And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, we have a two-hour delay. And he's like, oh. I woke up and the sun was up and my window was light and my alarm didn't go off and I thought you forgot me. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously that's the like answer. Our personalities in a nutshell. <laughs> like there you are. That's exactly right. what happened. But we got him to school. Everything was fine. I showed up a little late to work and um, everybody was like, you know, what happened? I was like, I didn't have anything this morning. I mean, you called, uh, right? Yeah, I emailed him mm-hmm. and um, let him know. And I was just like, listen, I... I've had a couple of doctor's appointments, so I've kind of got like a couple of hours floating where mm-hmm. it's not like a full day off, but it's not. But I'm going to need a half day off. Like... Like a, I got like a quarter a day floating around here, so I'm just going to take it and 
Yeah, between you're, today and then, like, it'll end up being a half, a half day. day. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to keep it track. And are you guys okay with that? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah you're fine. You yeah, know, whatever. I have this annoying habit of getting phone calls in the middle of the evening when I'm not on call and actually answering them. So right, if you so... want me to continue to do that, I suggest this, you be nice. Yeah, you don't make this a big deal. So that's what we did. And that was fun. Um, see what else happened this week of note. Uh, our oldest went to uh, overnight where he went to an indoor climbing gym. Yeah. And he apparently uh, climbed until like two, two in the morning. Two in the goddamn morning. Holy shit. <laughs> and then slept on the floor, like on the pads or whatever, and for like six like hours. Eight. And woke up at eight and then was like, let's do this. So um, I did bring him home and I, at like 10 o'clock, I was like, hey, why don't you lay down? Because everybody else was at church. And so mm-hmm. I stayed home to pick him up. So everybody else was at church. So why don't you lay down for a little bit and then... Um, you know, when everybody gets home, we'll have lunch and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he, he took my weighted hard. blanket. Yeah, he did. He, he went under the weighted blanket and slept hard for like two hours. Mm-hmm. That's but, good. He needed that was, it. That was good. That was adequate. So he's in pretty good mood. Uh, other news, we finished High Fidelity. We did the like Hulu reboot of High Fidelity. Yes. Guys, we do watch sometimes adult programming. <laughs> I mean, like. Designed for mature audiences. <laughs> not like adult, adult pro. Just. Just not children's programming. Not kids' programming. We did watch that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I recommend. For the end wasn't Hulu. super satisfying, but it was okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's about relationships, and sometimes the end isn't super satisfying. Like, right. You don't get a tie up in a bow, and everybody wins. Like. Right. And also season two, maybe. 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 Maybe, but it did. I did like it. Yeah. It, I, like it felt like a very similar vibe. Yeah. Like it had a similar look. And art direction, everything was cinematography, a like, whatever. Yeah, everything was a little tight. You know, all the camera angles were really mm-hmm. close because it was all in apartments and record shops and bars. And so, like, the camera was never more than, like, four feet away from the person mm-hmm. talking. You know, and, of course, the person's talking at the camera, which is great. And Yeah, it wasn't bad. They did recast Rob? Yeah, as uh... Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. I don't remember Kravitz. her last name because I only remember people's first names like we've met. Yeah, so Zoe Kravitz. Who looks so. exactly like her mom. Exactly, who was the original one, which is <laughs> right. what really threw me, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the cast was great. It was really funny and, like, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. And it's, like, it's super funny and poignant. It has a kick-ass soundtrack. <laughs> right. Why would you not Why watch it? Why would you it? not watch it? In the words of... The illustrious Jack Black. In the other High Fidelity, so that's a good one. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I recommend. So, that's that. Yeah. So. That's mm. it. That's pretty much our week. That's all we do. That's all we do. We just... It's notable that we finished a short series. <laughs> episode season. Took us many a time. Yeah, we should, uh, you know, like, next thing we can try to get all the way through Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, we are, like, on season three. Yeah, it's it, going to be a bit. It's going to be a hot And they're hot still minute. making more, so that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I do I do enjoy it. Yes. But... And also, it does violate our rule, which is typically that we do not watch a series that's currently airing. Yes. Just to avoid the disappointment that was the How I Met Your Mother incident. I mean, but we stopped watching How I Met Your Mother, like, full stop. Yeah. Like, We got to a good spot. Three... We were like, that worked. Or four episodes into the last season, and people are like, oh, we didn't like how it ended. And I was like, okay, well, we'll stop here. <laughs> yep, so, yes, and so that's why we're never starting Game of Thrones. And no. 
The uh, Sopranos. Nope. Friends. I mean, Seinfeld. I think, I think I watched the end of Friends. Maybe. That tells us something, doesn't it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. remember. (laughs) So tonight, though... Tonight, though. We are talking about a kid's movie. We are talking about a kid's movie, because that's the whole premise of this podcast. Oh, we have a premise? When did that happen? It's a very short premise. Yeah, fair enough. I mess it up every time I try to explain it, but... I know. How long have we been doing this? You can't get our byline right. Over a year. (laughs) But uh, we are... We're going to talk about uh, The Incredibles. Mm Mm-hmm. The the great movie. Um, I uh, spoilers. I really like this movie. Yes, it is. Adam has strong feelings about how great this movie is. This is a fantastic, fantastic movie. So first off, it's by Brad Bird. I don't know what else he did. Um, The Iron Giant. I didn't see The Iron Giant. You haven't seen The Iron Giant? No. You should. great it's actually really good i need to talk our kids into that one because that is actually a really good mm-hmm. kind of sci-fi animated film yeah and yeah i've never seen it like if our kids wanted to watch it i'd watch it but like i'm not gonna watch it on my we're own gonna seek it out yeah no it's really good I, I enjoy that one a lot but he um he's done a few other things but he has this kind of um kid sci-fi uh, motif thing going on that allows him to kind of get into a sense of wonder and a sense of mm-hmm. like how the world looks from a kid's point of view sometimes. Right. Which is really, I mean, we review kids' films here, right? We do. And it's shocking how many times I watch a film and I go, have these people met children? <laughs> like literally ever. <laughs> like, but Brad Bird, like, the Iron Giant, the main character, is a kid. And this mm-hmm. one, um, Dash and Violet are two kids. And Jack-Jack, but Jack-Jack. He's a baby. He doesn't count. Um, but they behave like kids behave. Mm-hmm. And they ask the questions and have the reactions. And really, you know, you look at these kids and you go, these are kids. Right. They see, They seem very regular. They're human not, yeah, children. They're not, like, shrunk adults. And they're not just you know footballs to be passed around Mm -hmm. they actually have uh they have like agency and feelings and (laughs) and and they're not great at expressing either of those right that's part of kidness like the way they react to things is wrong and you're like but it's like it's got a weird kind of logic like i know why you did that it was not the right thing to do like but you you were doing that because you lack experience to know that's not the right thing to do at this moment Mm -hmm. but I get it. Like, yeah. I get where you're coming from. It seemed like a good idea at the time. At the time. So, but anyway, so this is, um, this is The Incredibles. It's a Pixar film. This is, like, their, like, fourth major franchise, like, fifth, sixth film? Fifth film. Because there's, there's Toy Story. Fifth franchise, sixth film. Toy Story, Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Man. Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, then The Incredibles. Thank you for looking that up. Um, I didn't realize Toy Story 2 came that fast. Toy Story was in 1995. Toy Story 2 was in 1999. I guess it was four years, but still. Right. Anyway, I didn't realize. I, where Bugs Life, I want to be earlier than this. Finding Nemo, I want to, to be, be later. later. Yeah. I feel like I have Bugs Life and Finding Nemo reversed. 
uh, mind. Maybe. Well, I remember watching Bugs Life in college, and I remember watching Finding Nemo after I got out of college at a drive-in. <laughs> Weird. What year was Bugs Life? Uh, Bugs Life was 1998. And Nemo was? Uh, 2003. Wait. You're telling me the wrong thing here. So, Bugs Life was in 1998, and yes. I remember seeing it in college. Like, not in the movie theater in college. Like, You in... just said Nemo was before No, Incredibles. maybe I did, but it was before Incredibles, because Incredibles was 2004. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah, I, I guess I missed Bugs Life in your list. I guess it's number two, isn't it? Yeah, Toy Story, and then Bugs Life, and then Toy Story Toy 2, 2, and then Monsters, Inc., and then Finding Nemo, and then The Incredibles, and I, then after that is Cars. I can't keep a list straight right now. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe. Maybe not the <laughs> But anyway, it's pretty early in their run. Right, right. I mean, they've made a lot more movies since. Yes, indeed. A lot of them have numbers yes. in the title. But... Including in Incredibles too. But anyway, so they did do... Um, so they've got this... Um... Where the fuck was I going? I don't know. Is this a superhero movie? It is a superhero movie. And it's pretty early in the run. And it's it's good. I like it. It's one of my favorite, uh, like, origin story superhero movie yeah, movies. It's not, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning of the movie, it starts with those, like, highlight reels, like the news reels where they're interviewing... Mm-hmm. Um, the current superheroes. They're Yeah, they interview Mr. Incredible and, and Elastic Girl and Frozone. Frozone. Who are established characters. Like, mm-hmm. they show up, they're as themselves. as themselves, no one's trying to figure out anything else, you know, they're, they're, they're running, like, they're off to the races, they're good. And then it cuts to, like... What must be a horrible day mm-hmm. in this city? However, Incred- Mr. Incredible is just like whatever, mm-hmm. where he goes from like chasing a guy down, rescuing a cat, stopping a uh, stopping, robber. Stopping the like, guy that he was chase- chasing down with a tree. Yeah, he does that. He then, then he puts the tree back in the ground. That's not how trees work. But uh, yeah. then he gets, then he breaks up a guy that robbed a tour bus mm-hmm. with Elastigirl. There's a cute little pastiche with them. Mm-hmm. And then he saves the guy who's jumping off the building. Then he, right. Which launches him right into a bank robbery with a bomber, which then he exits like that ungracefully chasing his like hanger on sidekick right which then blows up a president train. president of the fan club yeah which then blows up the train track which then causes that which then he goes and gets married mm-hmm. like that's all in like one long tracking shot essentially essentially like, it's the it's, first it's the first 20 minutes establishment of this uh, yeah. movie so like he is definitely like I hope this is him at his A game. Right, he's he got he's more a complicated, he's a working a working hero. He definitely is, and Elastigirl is too. As is Frozone, who you see at one point like skating by in pursuit of like a helicopter doing its own thing. What the hell is the crime rate in this city? <laughs> it's a superhero city. It it's, is. It's a lot. Still, like it seems unreasonable. Agree. Like, I would look for hard, a house in the suburbs. Hard agree. I'd be like, let's move. 
and you know all of this crazy stuff and especially him hurting the one guy who was trying to commit suicide which is an awkward question for your kid to ask right our kids are like why is he jumping off the building i'm like because he wants to die it's like if you ever have suicidal ideation you should talk to somebody yes please do please um and then get a hold of your mental health and so that guy sues incredible mr incredible the guys that were on the train that got blowed up sue mr incredible lawsuits are filed and they're like okay no more superheroes mm-hmm it's against the law to be a superhero. Right. And it just It's stops. against the law to practice superheroism. It's not against the law to be super. True. Because they can't control that. It's just against the law to, like, superhero vigilantism is against the law. So, Which, granted, is maybe not the best idea. Yeah, maybe that's not a good plan. Right? Maybe you're fueling some sort of psychotic arms race where the bad guys have to step up their game. So now right. everybody's getting blown up as opposed to like, you know, when you can walk in with like a pistol and be like, hey, give me your money. Hey, you lose the money, but everybody lives. Now right. it's like, right. I have to. The stakes are so much higher. I have to go in as a French themed bomber. Right. I need, I need an overly dramatic themed. Yeah. And... Okay. So, so they ban superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. But I would assume if, for these 15 years, superheroes, supervillains would just be running rampant. Yeah. Because none of the superheroes are allowed to, like, come and defeat them. Again, not to get into, like, obvious Second Amendment parallelism here, but, like, <laughs> when you say, no, you know, only bad guys can be superheroes. Right. Then only... Then only bad, bad guys, guys are, are superheroes. Super. Like, I right. would assume... Only criminals. <laughs> only the criminals are now being super, and that's not what you wanted. Like, that is right. the opposite. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, I guess it's illegal now. I can't do that. Right, right. Because that was never supervillains, like, that's quandary. Like, no. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know what happened to all the supervillains. Did they move to France? Because <laughs> like, they just had better health care. Also, when did this movie happen? Like 1960? Like an alternate universe 1960s? Yeah, it appears to be that. Because um, Edna throws mm-hmm. out a bunch of dates that were in the 50s. Right. So I would and assume, assume this like a recent, 60s. recent past. Yeah. And not mid, like some, some great uh, modern era where they just have really good taste in mid-century modern furniture. <laughs> they do have excellent taste in mid-century modern. Her daughter was like, I like their this, house. It's a cool house. <laughs> I was like, it is a cool house. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of Formica and like... A lot of hairpin legs. <laughs> a lot of hairpin legs. A lot of like pile carpet. They have a step-down um, living room. Yeah, like a sunken living room. That's fantastic. And this is just like their house like this is not a special right like you know when we kind of catch up with them he bob is working as an insurance salesman uh, yeah he's or insurance claim adjuster, adjuster yeah maybe i don't know he hates his job i, really I mean hate. you know uh and then and and um elastic girl is home yeah she's a stay-at-home mom so you know we meet him there or a housewife, I guess. If it was the sixties, they, yeah, pe- they would call her a housewife. They wouldn't say a stay-at-home mom. She's just, yeah, she's just. That's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet them, and they're trying to be normal. Yeah, they're doing their best. Their kids are in school, except for the baby, which is fine. Yeah, they like are trying to live a life of normal normalcy in the suburbs. Yep, and so you meet. Uh, Bob is chafing against his job where he can't help people. Right, because he's an insurance adjuster, but, like, his boss is always like, you're, you, 
you signed off on yeah, yeah you signed off on this claim and they're like well their policy covers it and they're like no like you're you're spending you're you're not uh saving this company money i don't really care about these people i care about this company by the way um Brief aside, mm-hmm. let's talk voice talent real quick. Voice talent. So, uh, Frozone is one of my favorites, which is Samuel L. Freaking Jackson. Right, Samuel Jackson. Who would not appreciate me putting freaking in the middle of his name because, man. Right, right. You gotta get stronger for Sam. <laughs> I mean, but he didn't curse at all in this movie. So I know, that was I, won- I wonder if that cost extra. Where he was like, I'll be in your movie. And they're like, you're not allowed to use the word fuck. And he was like, oh, well, fuck. That's. <laughs> That's going to cost you double. <laughs> he famously didn't drop the F-bomb in the uh, Star Wars films, mm-hmm. even though they were PG-13, so technically they got one. Right, but they didn't use it on him. was use it. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been him. Um, but yeah, he, he keeps it clean, so mm-hmm. that's good. Um, Craig T. Nelson yes. is uh, Bob Parr mm-hmm. slash Mr. Incredible. Right. Uh, coach. Coach. So, you know, he's cool. That's great. And Marshall's dad. <laughs> and how about your mother? Also true. Uh, Holly Hunter is in for... She's my favorite. She's fantastic. She's so good. So, she's great. Um, she she does a great job in this. I always recognize her voice, though. Like, I don't necessarily recognize her face, but I recognize her voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Bob's boss. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up who that is? Yeah, Wallace Shaw. Wallace Shaw. He's great in this one. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a great little cast of characters here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. So it's, that. A, it's a good, it's a good uh, voice talent. Yeah. Wait, who is John Ratzberger in this one? I don't know. Cliff. Who's Cliff? I don't know. I didn't hear his voice. I don't remember hearing it. You probably, was he, to figure that out later. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, but he's got to be in here somewhere. Maybe. No, I, it's absolutely true. He's got to be in here. Mm-hmm. But, um, he, uh, he's in all the Pixar films. I don't know. You could look it up, but that would take another 20 yeah, minutes because right, you're yeah. too drunk to Google. I am too drunk for Google. <laughs> so I assume he's in here somewhere. Maybe he's the guy that, like, fixes all the problems. Maybe. I, no, I think the fixer is, like, somebody else. But, yeah, so... It starts with that. It starts with the wedding. Then we go to Bob hating his job. We go to Dash hating his school mm-hmm. because he's not allowed to be super. Right. Uh, he's not allowed to be himself. Right. It's not that he's not allowed to be super. It like it really conflicts with like who he is as a person. Yeah. He's like always, you know, don't hide who you are. Don't be ashamed of who you are. But then I like try to do something super, and you're like, don't do that either. Like, mm-hmm. who am I? What can I do? And he kind of gives the thesis of the story, which is, um, if you're not allowed, if everybody is special, then nobody's special. Nobody's special. Uh, John Ratzenberger is the underminer at the very end. Ah, yes, that makes sense. Just a little part for him. So thank you, John. Okay. Mm-hmm. Crisis averted. We figured it out. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Um, meanwhile, Violet is having her own issues where she is... Um, kind of you know she's dealing with the social awkwardness of school where she's i mean it seems like just the normal kind of teenage stuff where she wishes she could like be seen and also not be seen like Mm -hmm. you know she wants people to know who she is but she she also wants to be invisible but she also wants people to never see who she is like she has the most metaphorical 
uh, invisibility power and also force field powers, which, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a little on the nose for how teenagers want to be treated, I think. <laughs> yeah, a little, but, a little meta. <laughs> but it's good. Like, it somehow, it just kind of winks at the camera. It's like, yeah, don't you wish? Because, mm -hmm. like, at one point she's, like, looking at this boy she kind of likes, and when he turns around, she's not there because she went invisible. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, like, that's the, I want him to notice me. I don't want him to notice me. Like, right, right. I, I want to get close to people, but also force fields are very handy <laughs> to the situation. So, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of a neat, neat thing they do with her. But anyway, so Bob is dead end job. Yes. Uh, and he and Frozone, Lucius. Yes, Lucius. Decide to um, moonlight. Yeah, so they've been moonlighting. So they've been like, we have bowling night, it's Wednesday. Like, you're like, okay, have fun, bowling, whatever. But bowling night really But means, really means listening to police scanners and trying to like, whatever. Really the glory days of stopping crime and stuff. Right. And, uh, and Frozone, to his credit, is someone like... Yeah, you know, maybe some night for bowling night, we could try, I don't know. Bowling? bowling? Yeah. You know, like, maybe we need to let this go, because this town it's not doesn't healthy. need us. Yeah. We're not, you know, this. yeah, this isn't healthy, this isn't coping, this is just trying to hold on to something that's sliding away. Maybe we need to not do that, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. And Bob's like, yeah, nope. Nope, so, this is all I've ever known, this is all I'm good at. <laughs> so there is a... Um, Rescue that they do in a burning building. Right. They pull someone out of a burning building. That's great. It's, an, uh, it's a nice, like, amoral problem. Yeah, exactly. There's no tricky. They're not against anybody until they get down in the floor where they have to, like, bust through the wall to rescue people. Mm -hmm. And they bust into a jewelry store. Right. And they're like, shh. And then the cop <laughs> runs in. And they're, they're like, like <sighs> fuck, I'm caught. Uh, one thing I do appreciate, um, there is a reference in this scene of him, of Frozone getting a drink of water. Mm -hmm. It's a reference to, um, is it the Die Hard series? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. Or not Die Hard. Um, Lethal Weapon. Also probably haven't seen that movie. I don't remember. Anyway, it's one of the, oh man, I am so lost right now. <laughs> Just so Are we going to have to re-record this Maybe. tomorrow? We could just let it go out like this and people will be screaming at their cars like, that's not the right movie. None but of it, those movies are right. see the movie where Samuel Jackson is like getting the drink of water. Like, uh -huh. but like I just need a drink, drink of, of water. water. And he's getting a drink of water out of the thing. And like, I don't remember why that is happening. But anyway... It's a it's a it's a very strong reference, but he ends up freezing the cop mm -hmm. um, to make their getaway because if not, the cop's going to shoot them. Right. So he has or to, at least arrest them. Oh, he fire, he fires his gun because mm -hmm. the bullet gets frozen in midair. So you know there's he definitely it's not a zero sum game where they they could just talk the cop out, run right. away, and escape. Like they kind of have to do this in their self defense, but at the same time. Yeah. It kind of sucks because yeah. somebody's getting hurt here. Mm -hmm. And so they hurt the cop, I guess. I don't know how freezing someone in place works, but his eyes are moving whenever they find him. Yeah. Which has got to be awkward and cold. Yeah, super cold. So they get away. They're being watched by someone, though. Da, da, da. So Bob just kind of goes back to work. I think um, his, his, his wife finds 
some debris on him and is like, yeah. dude, you can't be doing this. Like, right. Right. I thought we agreed that, like, your hero days are behind you. And, like, I know that it sucks, but it's the life we have right now. Yeah. So. You need, for the sake of your kids, for my sake, for, like, all that we're trying to build here. Like, if you screw this up, they're going to have to move us. We're going to lose our kid. Like, our kids are going to have to move. It's going to be a whole thing. Right. And so Bob does the, you know, he takes it not well. He really doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. And um, goes to work, and he's stressed from that. Meanwhile, his little, like, pipsqueak boss is yelling at him. Right. And he ends up launching his boss through several Mul- walls. Multiple walls. And putting him in multiple casts. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, that'll happen. Right. And there, this is where the handler comes back in and is like, listen, Bob, you can't be doing this. Yeah. Every time you do this. It costs lots of money. It costs lots of money. You can't do that for me. So he's getting it from both sides now, from his wife and this this friend that they know. Right. This handler was like, I, you know, like I can relocate your your family one more time, but then you're on your own. Like, yeah, I can't be doing. I this. can't be. I can't be doing this. And Bob's like, well, just hold off for now. We'll see if we can figure it out. And he gets a letter from somebody, mysterious agent. Right. And this is the start of the arc where Bob gets back into the hero game. Right. Okay. So it was like a tablet in an envelope. Mm-hmm. It was like a tablet in an envelope. Which he doesn't seem surprised about, even though it's 1960 something. Right. But the guy also had a GPS thing in his car. Right. Which transformed. Yeah. And dressed him in a super suit. Yeah. So he's like, it's a high, it's a high tech superhero society. Sure. So it's this, like, tablet right? that scans the room, scans his face, makes sure it's him, scans the room, makes sure there's no one else there, and was like, here's my thing. And was like, hey, we're a super science facility, whatever. We have this fancy weapon robot, except now it's going on a rampage, and we need you to stop it. Uh, shut it down without destroying it, because it costs a lot of money. <laughs> If you can do this, if you're interested in doing this, we'll pay you three times your annual salary. Yeah, just to do this one job. Just call this phone number and we'll do it. Yeah. By the way, the Sabbath subtracts and does so. Right. So, the message... Okay, so while he's listening to the message, his wife is like, hey, dinner's ready. And he's like, just a minute. I'm like, watching TV. She's like, what's that sound? She's like, I'm watching TV. And he's like, well, like, I'm, I'm trying to hear or whatever. And she's like, well, stop trying to watch stupid TV and come to dinner. He's like, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it explodes and the sprinklers go off. Right. And my kids are like, why do we have sprinklers in our house? I'm like, because they go off every time I burn dinner. Also, we don't live about... in California. Yeah, also true. So maybe codes are different in I think so. California? I think so. I don't know. If you're listening from 1960s California, please and, let me know yeah. if you're... Do you have sprinklers or not? Is I'm... it code? I'm intrigued. Was there were, were there sprinklers in the uh, Brady house? I right, don't I don't remember. Inquiring minds. Inquiring minds. But he decides he he's going to do it, so he sets up the arrangements and goes to this island. Wait, wait, okay. Their uh, home office explodes. Right. And water shoots everywhere from their sprinklers. Right. And at no point do you see them talk about like what, what the, the fuck, fuck exploded in our office. <laughs> Like, yeah. She's just like, you seem real distracted. Like, <laughs> and I will say this, like, there's a seriously unhealthy amount of gaslighting where he's like, 
Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that, so I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen, and you're going to pretend it didn't happen, and, like... Right, and that's the arrangement we have now? Yeah, Yeah. like, we're just going to not talk about this so we don't fight about this, and I'm like, this is not healthy. Like, I 100% recognize this behavior, and I feel a little called out some days, but, like, it is still not okay. Yes. Like... Yes. This is a... It's a very real relationship. (laughs) That you don't often see in a kid's film. And, right. like, yeah. Um, so, that's... So, but anyway, he, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, like... I gotta go to a conference. It's kind of last minute. It sucks. But we're gonna... Mm-hmm. We're gonna take... I, I gotta take off and, and do the thing. And his wife's like, oh, okay, honey. That's fine. Like, you can tell she's, like, having doubts and fears, but well, can't express them. Well, no. At first, she was like, well, that's great. Like, they've never sent you on a, like, on a trip before. That means, like, maybe you're moving up and you're, like, you're getting settled in this new job. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's the first time. The very first time. Like, she's super supportive. Yeah. And then, and so he comes back. He buys a new car. He starts working out. Well, mm-hmm. he goes to the island and he doesn't really see many people. He sees Mirage, who is yeah. the, the lady who's been following him. But other than that, he's, like, kind of clueless as to what's going on. But there's a robot he's got to take out. Right, and he takes out the robot. Takes out the robot, uses the robot against the robot, does this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Um, It's great. It's a great fight scene. Okay, there's a part where there's lava. Mm Because, of course, this is on a a volcano island. Liquid hot magma. Volcano lair. Okay, so there's a part where he he fights... The robot into the lava. Right. And it sinks down into the lava, and he's like, cool, I defeated it. And then it, like, comes up from the lava and is glowing hot. Right? Right? And then immediately, like, cools down, back down to to gray, because otherwise, uh, Mr. Incredible would be toasted like a fucking marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. when he went to go well, we don't know the defeat him again. But I can assume that... Yeah, I don't know. Getting thrown in the lava would probably be adverse to his complexion. You would think. You would think. Maybe it's part of his superness. But he uh, he does get out of there. He, he does kink his back at one point, which, mm-hmm. again, I relate to. Like, he's fighting this thing. He's running around. He's doing stuff. He'd be like... You relate to fighting a, a death robot? No. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, mean, I relate to, like, doing all this bullshit and being like, oh, my body's doing pretty well. And he throws his back out, like, turning around. And like kind of a celebratory, like yeah, it's like crunch. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's right. That's that's how that works. Not right? actually doing the thing, but I wasn't doing the thing because then when people are like, so how'd you throw your back out? I was like, well, turning. I dropped a sock. Right, how'd you get tennis elbow? Sure as I wasn't playing tennis, it was fucking vacuuming. Yeah, like your body just cracks out. But then the robot's flipping him around and at one point stretches him and it kind of unkinks his back. He's like, aha, now I can move. Yes, and then he kicks the robot ass. Right. But he gets home, and he's fired from work because he threw his boss through the right. walls. Before before he took the job, he was fired from work. Right. Before he took the kill the robot job. Which, you know, but he doesn't tell his wife that, which is not okay. Nope, nope. He keeps being like, I'm going to work every day. But instead he goes and, like, works out. And, like, mm-hmm. he does go from, like, kind of flabby dad bod to... I'm not going to say Paragon of Fitness, but... But I'm less, gonna, less flabby. Less flabby, dead bod. Uh, our kids did point out, man, his butt is really little, but he's got a gut. And I'm like, yeah, I... I, <laughs> I, I hear you. Like I feel, like, personally attacked. 34-inch waist, 42-inch belly. Right, I, right. I see you. I see me. 
Anyway, um, but he uh, he works out. He starts getting a little fitter. Starts feeling a little better. There are some heavily implied <laughs> shenanigans between Mr. and Mrs. Yes, R. Yes, I mean, who are adults in a consenting relationship. But with three, with three children. So, you know, but they're definitely, uh, as our kids would say, smooching. Yes. And um, beyond. Mm-hmm. So good on you, Bob and Helen. Good on you for having that relationship. And that's good. Mm-hmm. But, like, he does start to get his confidence back. Right. Know? He starts and to feel better about himself. And starts to kind of feel his footing again. And you can see him, like, being a better dad and being, like, more involved and, like, all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, like, there's some other fringe benefits. Now, part of this, I would say, is that he is not working. No. is a reduction of his stress. Mm-hmm. He um, is doing this thing. He keeps going back to the island to fight other robots, I think. He goes back mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yeah. And each time, you know, gets paid well. Right. So the financial stress is probably mm-hmm. gone. Um, and he's doing something he enjoys doing, like, yeah. And that he feels like he's good at. And that he's good at. Like, he's he's getting some self-actualization there going on. Mm-hmm. Actualize, actualization? Yeah, there's the word. Um, so, like, good for him. Yeah. Like, I'm here. The fact that he has to hide it from his wife. It's less cool. So Much less cool. Because it's kind of denying her her self-actualization. Right. Which, and she starts to suspect, like... Something's going on. Right. So he gets a phone call mm-hmm. and the phone rings and he's like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, okay. And so like she like picks it up and listens and she hears a woman's voice and it's just like, okay, we'll see you then. Like, I'll see you then. He's like, I'll be there. You know? Yeah. It's very, I mean, it's very businesslike, but very also mm-hmm. if you were trying to hide something and kind of speaking around the subject of what you're speaking around in case you were overheard. Right. That's what they're doing. It happens that they are hiding, um, you know, like this covert ops thing. Right, right. If you're a wife mm-hmm. and your husband has had a sudden change, change in behavior, behavior uh, and is taking more care of himself physically and, you know, upping his... There are some things, there are some red flags going mm-hmm. that Helen all, is... all of a sudden needs to spend time away from the office, like... Yeah, some things are lining up. Oh, we forgot. Mm-hmm. In that whole montage, he's, his super suit got injured, right? Right, right. He got a hole so in his super he, suit. He has to go and visit our favorite character from the story. Edna Mode. Edna Mode, who is voiced by... Uh, by the director, Brad. Brad, Brad Bird. Yeah, he does the voice of this. <laughs> And she is... Was it because he, like, tried to talk to the casting director about what kind of voice he wanted? He's like, no, I want a voice like this. And they're like, fuck you, you just do it. Yeah, it basically it was that. It was the same thing that happened in Monsters, Inc. with mm-hmm. um, uh, with Roz, because that's the director as well. Right. Um, but they, uh, yeah, so he, he meets... Um, Edna, and he's like, I need you to patch up my old suit. And she's like, oh, I never look back, darling. I'm making a new one. And he's like, right. oh. Like, right. I, have I focus on the place, now. I have a place where this hangs in our house, and if it's not there, my wife is going to freak the hell out. I need you to patch this. If you want to do something else, that's on you. But I need this patched. Right. And she does patch it for him, but she also makes him a new Makes cool him a new fancy suit. suit. Yeah. And, and so as he... Uh, as he's, you know, he gets his new suit, 
later whenever Helen is starting to suspect something's mm-hmm. going on, she goes into like the study, like the man cave, and finds his old suit with the stitch on it and is mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. He's supering without me. Right. And that's, to to her credit, that's where her mind first goes. Right. Which, to his credit, that's where her mind first goes as mm-hmm. well. Like, you know, it, it. and so she goes and sees Edna. Right. And is like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, hello. I'm, I was expecting you. Yeah, I made you all suits. Wait, why did you make us all suits? I mean, I assume this was a family thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm completely in the dark here. All I know is your husband shows up. Bob showed up. Needed a suit patched. I said, I can't. I'll do something for you all. They match. Right. Like, They're glorious. And she goes through this, like, highlight reel of all the things that her kids' suits are going to be able to withstand. And Helen is appalled. Right. The best is the baby suit, Jack-Jack. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not sure of his powers, so I thought you know, run the gambit. Like, what do you expect the baby to do? Like, I don't rightly know. Fortune favors the prepared. <laughs> like... And Helen is just like, no! No, my Fuck. family's not getting anywhere near this shit. Like, right. I'm working really hard to avoid this in our Right, lives. to make sure that we and don't like, have to escape it. from, like, flames. And missiles. <laughs> and, like, high friction. And my daughter turning invisible. Like, this right, is, all the things. We're trying things. to not do this. Why are you dry, designing wardrobe for us? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I did it for Bob. You know, wait, what? And that's when they introduced the homing to beacon. Right. And so, so, so in that, at Edna's place, because uh, Edna's like, I don't know, call him. Like, you know. Yeah. So she calls his office and is like, hey, can you let me know what hotel Bob is staying at? Like, he didn't let me know. He forgot and to I, tell me. He yeah. forgot to tell me and I want to get a hold of him. And they're like, uh, Bob hasn't worked here for like three months. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and that's when she kind of has like her breakdown of like, I can't believe he's doing this. And like, yeah, I mean, there is a little subtext of like... He might another... be he might be having an affair. Like, she did find a blonde piece of hair on his, uh, on his coat shirt. or whatever. Yeah, but like a like... long blonde piece of hair. But, like, she's she's trying to figure it out, and Edna's like, well, you can just ping him and see where he's at. And mm-hmm. then I put a homing device in everybody's uh, suit, suit. And so she does. Meanwhile, he was down on the island trying to unravel what's going on. Right, so and he... And realizing he's, they're trying to kill him. Yeah, faked his own death. Right. By hiding behind a dead super. Right. Gazer beam. From another one of the robots that's trying to kill him. Gazer beam carved the word Kronos into the cave... That he died in right before he died. Right. So, how did Gazer Beam know about Kronos? Was I don't know. Gazer Beam did Gazer Beam get to the point where Bob got where he was like, "The fuck is weird. This is like, well, I feel like weird. Is, I'm starting to like. I need to dig. I feel like Bob was the pinnacle, like mm-hmm. because you find out Syndrome, who is the supervillain, is really. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible boy from earlier so i feel like bod was the pinnacle goal right of this he was the goal adventure. of everything yeah so i don't know why gazer beam got chronos but bob is able to figure out chronos is a password he's able to break into the mainframe mm-hmm. and and see all these supers that were killed in this project right which is morbid as fuck right it's a lot of them like he was just you know, grinding through mm-hmm. he does look up elastigirl which i think is a little on point where he's like 
he Googles her or whatever to find out that whereabouts unknown. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, good. Mm-hmm. You know, and then as he's doing this, his chest homing device goes off. Right. And that's when... Everyone realizes he's there. Yeah, like the cannon's coming out of the wall and, like, beep him and find him and yeah. grab him and all that stuff. The cannon shooting, like, the exploding balls of, like... Stuff? Stuff? I don't know. My daughter was like, what are those? We're like, um... It's something somebody made up. It's not anything real. It's not a real thing. That's not how that works. But thanks for playing. That'd be cool. So... And this is what, like, as he's getting smothered by these things, we cut back to Helen at Edna's, like, crying her eyes out and drinking wine. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe you would do this to me. Like, what is right. going on? And Edna's like, honestly, darling, I don't care. Like, <laughs> And she, like, hits her with the newspaper. She's like, pull yourself together. <laughs> and so Helen's like, all right, fine. I'm going to go down. I'm going to pull him back here. We're going to work this through. Like, We're going to figure something the fuck out. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, she, good for her being proactive. Good for her, like, confronting this. Right. Like, she's she honestly, like, she's a very good, like, Females, mm-hmm. strongish character. Like, right. She, you know, she has her own agency and she's going to take care of this. And she knows a guy who can get her a jet in order to help. Right. Like, she could also fly planes. Like, yeah. Like she's not, she's not like I'm going to go home and I'm going to wait for him to come home and then I'm going to kick his ass. She's like, no, I'm going to go to the island and kick his ass for him. <laughs> right. Like she definitely I'll figure this shit out. Has some agency here, and so she goes. She gets a jet. She stops by home to pack a bag. Right. She tells the kids, like, hey, I'm going to be gone for the night. Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can handle being in charge for the night, right? Right. Like. Yeah. So she, her kids, though, find the super The suit. super suits. And they're like, whoa, this is awesome. We can be supers. Flash is really into it. And. Violet's less into it. Less into it. She's <laughs> a little more intrigued. She's like, like huh. This is cool that when I go invisible, my suit also goes invisible. Because that's, like, definitely a bummer when you can go invisible, but your sweater is still floating around. Okay, I have questions. I, this, uh, before you ask too many, she's 16, so let's She is 16. Careful. She is 16. Or less. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, normally when she goes invisible, just her body goes invisible and her clothes float around. Right. Right? That's weird. But in her fancy super suit... The super suit goes invisible with her. Yes. Does she also have super suit underwear? Again, let's not get too involved in this. I think, I I think, so. I think she would have to be. I think she would like, have to have super suit and underwear. Then, like, also packed a little extra. I was like, right. Hey, this is a little, little, little. Here's some super suit underwear so that your underwear also yes. doesn't uh, not go invisible. Well, I'm, I'm, invisibility is one of those powers that's always complicated because, like, like when you eat a burrito... Uh-huh. So the burrito is outside of your body. Yeah. And then you take a bite. At what point is it technically inside your body to a degree that it goes invisible? I think it's if it's inside your mouth, it goes invisible. Yeah, but what if you open your mouth? And spit it out? Well, like, yeah, if you spit it out, would it, it would not yeah. be invisible. Yeah. But, like, if, you, if I open my mouth and I'm looking straight at you, can you look in my mouth and see the burrito? Uh, no. Uh, no. Because you have, like... Like where your lips are, there's like a flat force field. <laughs> if it's in your mouth, it's invisible. So like as if I'm you... putting the fork in, it goes invisible and I pull it out and it becomes visible again. Yes. So. Oh, I know so... it's hard to animate, but that's how I believe it happens. <laughs> but like, it's so weird. Like what makes, I mean, like invisibility, honestly, 
doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But like, and also if you think about it, like your digestive tract is a long tube that technically connects one end to the other. Yes. Like yes. that is an external, like topographically speaking. Right, right. Humans are just a long, donut. Long donut. We're basically Tauruses that took a wrong turn somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does that, like things that are inside the donut hole... Oh, you only see them when they're outside. I guess. So you just like smooth it over into like a... a yeah. A, I guess a bear claw. Yes. And, um, yes, you only see things on the outside and not the inside. And like how fractional does it get around hair? Like that gets weird because Violet's got a lot of hair. So like if her hair is a windy her, day, how does that stay I think all of her hair goes invisible unless so, you pull the hair off her head and then it can't go invisible anymore. But why not? Because it's not attached to her life force. So is that a, I mean, like, <laughs> and like, what makes the decision to go invisible? Like, there's got to be a different she part has, of her brain. Yeah, she has like a triggering thing that makes things go invisible. Yeah, because like, strength makes sense. You just, you just are super you're strong. You're just super strong. Speed makes sense. You're just super fast. Even elastic go, makes sense because it's just like, yeah, your bones stretch and your muscles stretch and like, it just stretches. You're just real bendy. I don't know why. Yeah, but like, yeah, visibility is hard. You know, it's like flying. Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, she just has some kind of, like, electrical, like, fanciness I guess. in her brain. But anyway, so I had to make sure of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Helen's like, all right, you guys stay here. Watch Jack-Jack. I got to go do a thing. Yeah. Which she doesn't throw her her husband under the bus initially. Well, she does, yeah. Like, she's kind of like... Like, I got to go check on your, your father. Like, she uses very neutral terms to explain what she's doing. Right. And her daughter is like, so is dad in trouble or is dad the trouble? And she was like, either he's in trouble or he's going to be. Like, (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Which is, again, you know, kind of a neutral way of saying, I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm giving him the benefit of a doubt. Maybe. Maybe. Less less and less uh, benefit, though. (laughs) time goes on. Yeah, it really is I'm either going to rescue him or kick his ass. Right. Maybe I'll rescue him and then kick his ass. I mean, like, remains to be seen. A little bit of both, right? Right. So she flies down there and she's got the jet, which is like a nice little jet, by the way. It's Mm -hmm. like a couple seats. It's a little private, you know, know, maybe 20 seat private jet. She's flying it. Yeah, like a boss. And, uh... Using the right radio chatter and all that. Yeah, she calls into the tower and they don't answer her, and she was like, I'm going to go put my suit on. Okay, she thinks she's alone. Yes. She thinks she's alone. Her kids are not with her. She goes into what I assume is a very cramped uh, air airplane lavatory to change into her super suit. That is a little bit of a plot hole. Like, I understand that, like, old habits die hard. And even when I, like, go on, uh, like, conferences in hotel rooms by myself, like, I still close the bathroom door. Yeah. So, like... I get that. Like, old habits, old habits die hard. But, like, I would have looked at that cramped, crappy bathroom in a bat airplane and been like, yeah, fuck this shit. Like, I'm just right. going to change right here. It's on autopilot. What's the mm-hmm. worst that could happen? And you'd want to be close. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be, like, three doors away. No. Just in case, I don't know, someone launches missiles at your, your plane. Right. Because... Someone launches missiles at her plane. She's right. like, fuck! And then her... she. She gets out of the bathroom. She throws her bag down yeah. on the seat, and it goes, ugh! And she's like, Violet, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, <laughs> and I love just the... Dash is here, too! Like <laughs> Immediately, immediately drag him under the bus. Out. Yeah, just, I mean, again, having kids, that's how that works. You know? Right, she's like, "You, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, Dash left, and I knew I would get in trouble, so... 
I followed him. I followed him. Wait, who's with Jack Jack? Oh, it's cool. I found one of my friends from school. She's come over. She's watching right. him. I don't really feel comfortable with this. Yeah, well, such is life, right? Right, like there's, there's not another option. So she's still trying to get a hold of the tower and land when she notices the missiles. Right. And they're launched. She does lots of like evasive maneuvers. Oh, yeah, she's a badass. She's awesome. Uh, but it doesn't work and she gets shot down. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Bob was listening to the whole thing. Like, right, he was, is captured. He's captured. He's in this weird electrical torture bondage rigged mm-hmm. thing like it's weird i don't know what's going on there but he's he's definitely like in the yeah in the cuffs in the, in the cuffs and the like tied to the like frame thing right but he um he's listening to this whole thing go down and he honestly thinks his wife and kids just got killed right which sucks yeah it does suck which is why he tries to like grab the um the girl mirage mirage yeah. and try to like Threatens to squish her to death. Mm-hmm. And Syndrome's like, Psh, whatever. Go for it. Not my problem. Yeah. And um, he uh, he can't do it. You can't. He, yeah. He, He's like, sorry. Like, no, I can't do this. You know, I that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. He's like, and Syndrome mistakes that for weakness. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're weak and you can't do it. That's why. I'm not e- weak. Yeah, even after everything is taken from you. And okay, Mirage is like, fuck you. Like Which again, like, you know, she, I, I don't know what her reason for teaming up with him initially was. Mm-hmm. Not my place to call. But she, at this point, is just like, fuck that douchebag. Right, like, right. Like, there's a lot of the women in this group going, in this movie going, this is not in my best interest. Right. Like, I'm not I'm not here for this anymore. No, no. You have crossed a line. Like, I'm okay within these yeah. contexts. There was definitely, like, they were, like, romantically, like, linked or something for a little while. Like, there was definitely, know. like, a vibe. Because she, you know, he was like, hey, baby, uh, don't be mad. And she was like, fuck you. I can be as mad as I want. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and also, I don't know if, like, well, like, I think there's, you know, again, this is one of those things where unfortunately a lot of female interaction with with guys is like just trying to keep them happy so they don't hurt them yep yep which welcome to being a woman fucking sucks yeah i know i (laughs) I see that and i'm like i'm sorry i do what i can to not have my mood affect anyone else around me like own my own shit and just be responsible for me Mm -hmm. like i don't know why that's a revolutionary fucking concept but here we are and so I think, you know, she just realizes, oh, I can't modulate his his moods to be safe for me, so... Right. I need to bail. I need to bail. I need to not be around this dangerous, narcissistic asshole. <laughs> um, where it's my out. And right. And she tries to, to figure it out. So she figures it out and um, goes to rescue... Yeah, so she goes to release uh, Mr. Incredible. Right. At the same time, Miss Incredible, who was not dead, yes. has broken into the compound and is rescuing Mr. Incredible. Right. So she, uh, the kids and Mrs. Incredible, um, like, survive the crash. Right. And crash into the water. She becomes a parachute for them. And then a, a life raft. And then a life raft. And gets them to the island. Right. And she puts them in a cave and was like, here's some masks. Hide. Like, yeah. you guys need to hide. 
stay down here. Wear these little domino masks so nobody figures out who you are. Okay. Do their super suits have pockets? I don't think so. But yet. Where did she, where was she keeping these masks? She's, she's the last girl. She has like, a, she could like make a little marsupial pocket. Maybe. Like she could like store these Maybe. In. I don't know. At best, she was keeping them in her boot. Yeah, maybe. Like between her boot and her thigh. Or maybe like, like shoved in your bra, like right. like an extra 20 or something. Right. Like when you go out. Right. So we didn't see her pull them out. Let's know. hope she didn't pull them out of her bra. Like sweaty bra masks. <laughs> Because then they immediately put them on their faces and don't take them off for, like, the rest of the film. I mean, like, the the foot is not really a great place to be storing these things either. But I would be, like, the thigh part. Because her her boots are real tall. That's true. They could be up way up the top. They're, like, thigh-high boots. It's a look. Um, Yeah. But anyway, if I had a super suit, I would want pockets. (laughs) You would look... If you had a super suit, you would look like 1990s cable. Like, the, uh, the old... Like X Men cartoons where they had like twenty seven million pockets and a bandolier and like fuck yes cargo pants over pockets and like yeah. a, a fishing vest yes oh my gosh Bob Liefeld if you're listening calm the fuck down also learn how to draw feet but um <laughs> you can draw feet it's a you're thing so, you're so mean to him. He had a way more successful career drawing comics than I ever right. will. Right, he did fine He did for draw himself. a lot of pockets in his day. I wonder if he draw, drew more pockets than anyone else. I think that probably in the history of pocket drawing, Maybe. he's probably in the top He's 10. up there. He's up there. Um, yeah, so... But yeah, I don't know. She produces these from somewhere. And right, and she's like, your identity is your most prized possession. You need to protect that with your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing that, like, endangers the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Like, But they're children. Like... It's a heavy thing to tell them. Yeah. But, like, th- this is a great power, great responsibility kind of moment. It is. It is. Where you're like, listen, you're supers, and that sucks. <laughs> it's kind of awesome, but it kind of sucks. Like, there's, there's a kind of awesome thing where you're going to be able to do all this stuff, but the kind of suck part is that you're not going to be able to do all... You're not going to be normal. Like, you can't just be casual and be like, yeah, this is my cool trick, like, that I can do. Right. Because somebody will figure that out and use that against you. Mm -hmm. And... And hurt the people you love. And hurt the people you love. So to protect you, to protect Jack-Jack, to protect us, you need to be careful. Protect your identity. And that sucks. So, which is... A whole other thing about the Wakanda, or not Wakanda, um, the, from uh, the Avengers. Civil War? Yes, Avengers Civil, or Captain America Civil War. Mm Mm-hmm. When it's the Wakovia Accords, Mm -hmm. not Wakanda, that's a different thing. Wakovia Accords, Mm -hmm. where they want to register all the superheroes. Right. Then that's, that's the problem, like, where... You know, the the ones that have secret identities that are worth protecting are like, we can't do that. Right. I'm not willing to sell these people out. It puts everybody in my circle in danger, but like Iron Man, who's like, I've been owning being Iron Man for years. Right. What's the worst that happened? Also, I don't have any fucking friends. (laughs) What's the worst that could happen? Mandarin shows up and blows up my house again? Whatevs. Yeah. Puts my fiance, wife, 
thing. Platonic, platonic life partner? What, yes. She's not platonic. No. Uh, in, in Jeopardy? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Like, so I guess that property was uh, getting some mileage out of that story around this time. Or right. Actually, Maybe. later. If, yeah. No, so. this is, uh, they kind of tackle a lot of, like, classic... Uh, oh, they had a ton of them. Um, yeah, classic superhero conflicts. Uh, conflicts, yeah. Like not necessarily just the, you know, bad, you know, strong guy versus guy that can counteract their strength. It's, you know, you hit them where they're vulnerable, which is their family, their mm-hmm. their sense of who they are, their. Um, their morality. Yeah, it's you, always their relationships. Yeah, you got to hit them there as well as, you know, the fact that Syndrome has this thing that can immobilize strength mm-hmm. and movement, which is something that all of the PARs have in common, you know, except Violet as much. But, like... Yeah. Where were we in this movie? So Helen's rescuing Bob. Okay, Helen's rescuing Bob. So Mirage goes in to let him out. Right, and, because uh, fuck this guy. Because fuck, fuck Syndrome. And uh, he's really angry, you know? And he's like, what What else? Like, you've already mm. taken everything from me. Like, I can't, you know, like, fuck you. And she's like, no, I'm letting you out. And I think your family survived the crash. Like, yeah, there's signs around of, here. Yeah, there's signs of life in the in the island. Like, you gotta go to this location and you might be able to find them. Something's right. Something's going on. And he's like... That's fantastic, and like picks her up and gives then, like, her a hug. Yeah, is giving her a hug as Helen walks or breaks mm-hmm. into the room, and she does the most oddest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Knocks her the fuck out. Right, knocks Mirage <sighs> the fuck out, and uh, Mister Incredible grabs her hand and like starts like real, literally reeling her in because she's just like a big ball of uh, of springs. And uh, she's like, you two-timing son of a bitch. <laughs> like, oh, and, she's, and she's she, like, like, her whole mind filled in all the blanks, right. which honestly were fillable. Right, right. There were some blanks. If you don't want people filling in blanks, don't leave the blanks, Bob. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, and he just pulls her in and kisses her right away. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Like, I'm so glad you're alive. Like, And Helen's like, but honestly, who's this bitch? Like, <laughs> right. Like, it is a definite, like, um, I appreciate you doing this. But. But I need to understand what the fuck is going on. Right. And he's like, well, okay, so here, uh, let's get out of here. As we're running away, we'll explain. And he explains the, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And she's like. Okay, this was horribly irresponsible and stupid. Just to be on the record with that. Right, right. I do not support any of this. I this was a bad really decision. I am fucking mad at you right now, but we are going to get off this island with our kids, and then you will, will sleep on the couch at our house, okay? Right, and then we will deal with it. We will figure this all out when we get home. But we got to get out of here first. Right, and he was like, you brought the kids? Like, why would you bring the kids if you thought it was dangerous? And she was like, I didn't bring them, you fucker. I didn't want to bring the kids to the fucking danger zone. Like, I don't (laughs) want to do, like, this thing. Like, why'd you take this fucking job if you thought it was fucking dangerous? (laughs) Like, Like, what the... Don't put this on me. Right, this this is not my fault. None of this is my fault. I'm just trying to do the best with what I got. So, they reunite with the kids... And right, and then they fight the the guys who are chasing him down right. for a little bit. 
but it goes super bad. It doesn't go bad. They're doing a good job fighting. They do but a good Syndrome job. shows up. Yeah, and he's got he's got cheater weapons. Which mm-hmm. again, his his big weapon is that he can His like, weapon is tech. Yeah, his weapon is tech. He invents and, things. And he's got that zero point energy thing that stops Bob from being strong, stops Elastigirl from stretching, stops Dash from speeding around. It just stops it freezes and, everybody. It just freezes everybody, which is honestly from a writing perspective, well done. Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, way to have these three people and Violet with these really desperate mm-hmm. traits that all have the same weakness. Like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that always, like, kind of impresses me that they, they got that nailed down like that. But then... Um, he, so they lock them all up. They lock them all up. And Bob is having a real moment. Right. It was like, I was feeling... Maybe uh, not appreciated at work, and I kind of took all that out on you people. I'm and an I'm asshole. sorry. I'm an asshole. I'm a real big asshole. And meanwhile, Violet, because they're in the same like electrical like mm-hmm. binder things, right? She like just casts a force field around herself, and as soon as she does that, she's like disconnected, mm-hmm. and so she can roll out and then walk over to the control panel and be like. So Dad's having a great moment, and I really hate to interrupt this, but I think we should get the fuck out of here <laughs> while we can. Right, I'm gonna push this button. So she turns off. She turns off the cops, so, and everybody escapes. Syndrome is like a smart techie guy, yes. right? Yes. You would think that he would have studied the tapes mm-hmm. of his guys getting the shit beat out of them by like an eight year old and a twelve year old. And be like, huh, she has weird force field powers. I'm going to put her in a different kind of containment. Remember, the number one weakness of supervillains is hubris. It is hubris. So here we are. Also superheroes. <laughs> like, also superheroes. All the hubris. <laughs> hubris is your big, your big Achilles heel. So the, so the um, so Syndrome, while this is going on, is launching a rocket with one of those murder bots right. into so he, the heart of the city. He, te- he tells them the plan. He's like, this is the plan. I'm going to set this robot loose on the city, and then no one's going to be able to come and help me, because I've either murdered all the supers, or they're not allowed to be out. Right. So, I'm going to... Then I'm going to show up, I'm going to defeat it. I'm going to defeat the robot, because I just know how to work it. Points. Yeah. And then I'm going to be the new hero. And then mm-hmm. I got to sell all my tech because I'm not a superhero. Right. I'm, I'm just a dude with some toys. I'm just a dude who's smart and invented some rocket boots. Yeah, I'm just Batman. Right. And I can license all my technology and use that mm-hmm. to protect against the supervillains. Sound like a plan? And honestly, right. it does. And if everyone's super, nobody is. Right, exactly. I can sell all my tech and make superheroes out of anybody, then... Then we don't need superheroes anymore. And that's, like, really his real, real goal. Yeah. Is to, like, punish all the superheroes. So, he launches his rocket. Um, the rocket goes on a little... Or the robot goes on a little rampage downstairs. Mm-hmm. Downtown. Downtown. Sorry. Just Um... Favorite moment in the mm-hmm. movie for everybody, I think, is where is my super suit? Yes, yes. So, uh, so the robots going on a rampage and Frozone, yeah, is like, oh, time to get out of retirement. Yeah, time to go fight this robot. And he's like, hey, uh, where's my where's my super suit? And his, his wife, wife's name is Honey. And his wife's name is Honey. Uh, Helen refers to her as Honey too. Like yeah, it's not that, just like, like that's his her name. Pet name. Yeah, it's actually I think her name. Yeah. Yeah, and so she's like, 
uh, I don't know, I put it away. And he was like, I need it. And she's like, why? We're like getting ready to go to this anniversary dinner that I planned for two months. <laughs> like, why do you need your super suit? And she's like, it's for, the, it's for the greater good. I am the greatest good that you will ever get. Right, ever. like... <laughs> And he's just like... You don't even see her. You just hear her voice. And she's like truly the best fucking part of this whole movie. <laughs> and he's just like... Well, the thing that I, I appreciate about, again, the truth of the relationships here is like, listen, you gave that up to be with me. Right. Right. Like, also, it's illegal. It's illegal. You can't be doing that. And I think she is not necessarily witnessing the gravity of the situation. She's not. She's, not. she's like in the bathroom curling her hair or whatever. Yeah. And he's like... There's, like, this look on his face where he's just like, I'm going to have to explain this whole thing. Like, I, I don't get to cut to the end. I got to I gotta do the time. Right, right. I'm very interested in their relationship. Like, is she a super also? Is she a normal? Like, She's how, obviously aware of his superhero Right. How did they meet? Like, I'm, like, fascinated by all, all of this. The Incredibles 3 needs to explain it. At what, at what point... Do you say, like, hey, I'm a super in your relationship? Because you can't say it right away. You can't put that on the Tinder profile. Right. Like, because you gotta, that's... like, slow burn that. Right. Because that, like, puts in uh, in jeopardy all of the other people. So, like, you've got to wait quite a bit, I, I would feel, think, into the relationship. I feel that's, like, a really big discussion. Like, right. That's on, like... That's, like... I can't, it's, like, telling someone, so I have... Like, I've been married twice before and have three kids. Right. You're like, well, you know, that really impacts a lot of things. Right. And you should probably lead with that. But I understand why you don't. But at the same time, I understand you should. And you understand you should. Right? Right. Like, right. Like, so, yeah. the whole thing. That's a, well, and it has the whole layer of, like... I have to protect my secret identity. So, like, when you go out on dates, do you go out on dates as your super? Or do you go out on dates as your alter ego? I would assume you go on as dates as alters. Because yeah. as your hero, you're either going to get fan kids, mm-hmm. like fanboys or girls or whatever. Yeah, whatever you're into. Um, or you're going to get villains looking to trap you. Right. I feel like that's bad. That's not, that's not a good date either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, depends what you're into. Right. But, um... Yeah, like I, I'm so I'm so interested <laughs> in the in the super super relationship, the you super normal watch the relationship. Boys. Um, there's a show on Amazon called The Boys. Mm-hmm. You should watch. Does it get into like Tinder for supers? Pretty much. <laughs> it gets into a whole like the whole seedy, gross side of supers. Yeah, it's. Not... I mean, I don't really want to get into that. That sounds yucky. Don't you though? No. Meanwhile, the Parr family hijacks a rocket with. Mirage's help. Yes. And um, takes off and goes to the city in a a broadcast truck? Yeah. Like a Winnebago, basically? Yeah, like a news van. News van? A news van strapped to a rocket with Elastigirl. Like, literally strapped to the rocket with her. She's just, like, holding on. And Bob, like, at one point opens the window and, like, all this stuff flows by. And he's like, how you doing up there? And she's like, I am not answering that. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to answer that? (laughs) Like, it is a great moment where she's just like, fuck you. This is all terrible. You understand if anybody in this van could be doing this besides me. They would be. We would be. But okay. So um, they get off on the highway. Or they they land the Winnebago on the highway. On the highway, going ninety miles an hour. Yeah, or greater. They just drop out of the sky. 
which is not how Winnebago's work, but whatever. It's entertaining because they're like having this really rapid fire conversation that we've had where it's like, wait, do I get out of this exit? No, you don't get out of this exit. But I'm going to get out of this exit. But then if I go to this exit, it'll be too much traffic. But they're doing it at like super speeds, which is hilarious. Right. And they're like, you asked me how to go there, I'm telling you how to go. <laughs> And so, like, it is a familiar enough conversation. We haven't had that exact conversation, but, but it is, it's, it's, similar. it's yes, close. It's a similar conversation. And they finally crash land this Winnebago mm-hmm. in the middle of town. And like, all right, there's the bad guy. Let's do this. Let's do this. There is a moment, though, right after he gets out, Bob's like, all right, you guys stay with the Winnebago. I'm going to go fight this thing. And Helen's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm coming. Right. And he's like, no, you're not. And she's like yes i am like we're in this together and he's like i i can't do this i'm not strong enough and she she has a moment she's like what do you mean you're not strong enough you're the strongest guy here he's like no 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 i already lost you once i can't lose you again i'm not strong enough right i know that i can't handle being without you so i need you to be safe i need to know you're safe and she's like yeah i'm gonna fight with you (laughs) (laughs) that she she, gives him this great kiss and then she's like yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm in. Like, and, either either I'm going to fight beside you, like... Or I'm going to knock you out and take you home. Right. And I'm going to do this myself. Like, because, you know, he. I think there's this moment she's like, yeah, that's why I'm fighting with you, is I'm not strong enough to lose you mm-hmm. either. We will protect our kids. Right. Like, that's what we're going to do. And then the robot, like, totally crushes the Winnebago and takes out their safety spot, so, like... Whatever, yeah. I guess we're in it now. Right. Like, it's a kind of a good way of ending that without a showdown. Uh-huh. Like, they don't have to argue. They just are suddenly on the defensive. And so there we go. And so they fight the robot. They fight the robot. And Syndrome shows up to, quote unquote, fight the robot. Mm-hmm. Syndrome shows up first. Yeah, he and, does like, show shuts up a little down bit the robot. Earlier. And then does he leave? No, because what happens is the robot realizes, because the robot's artificially intelligent to figure out how it can win. Mm-hmm. It figures out that Syndrome has a remote control. And he's like, oh, well, fuck that. Yeah, I'm I need just the remote take control. That. Yeah. And so the, the robot figures out it needs to take out Syndrome. Does so, removes the remote control, and now Syndrome is no longer in control. And he's like, yeah, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, he, he bails because he's he, he can't do what he wants to do. Right. And he's a narcissistic asshole, so he's like... I mean, yeah. Yeah, he, he just let the city burn. I need mm-hmm. to figure out my own way. So the PARs get together and they fight and they figure out how to defeat the robot. Defeat the robot together as a team. Right. And so, and Frozone shows up to help and like, it's a whole good moment. Mm -hmm. And it would be the end of the movie. Like, defeating the robot as a team. Like, great. They're in a limo headed back home. They're going to. Right. And the, um, the, the fixer, the government agent guy was like, good job. Like. You I guys, think we can maybe I not think, have I to th- move you guys. Yeah, I think we can parlay this into, like, maybe being a, a superhero. Uh, we can get the superheroes back on. This might be a superhero win as opposed to a superhero embarrassment. Right. And and Helen's listening to our voicemail messages in the car, and she's like... Also, oh. what year was this made? <laughs> like, like, but, yeah, like, weird, super... al- weird alternate super technological 60s. Right. Don't even get me started on when the sequel is set. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's like a, there's like they have cell phones. <laughs> well, and there's like a internet startup, like is yeah. the main villains. But anyway, um, but they she starts piecing piecing together that something weird is going on at home. 
And they get to the house and Syndrome is there. Right. Because that's where he had retreated. Like, his mm-hmm. first plan wasn't working. He caught, cut and run. He came and kidnapped Jack-Jack. Right, which is the youngest. But he's still there. Right. Why wouldn't you take him immediately? Yeah, just take it, leave a note. He's, I think he's been there for like an hour. Yeah. Take him, leave a note, and be hiding. Right. Like when they get home. and But instead, he's there to gloat. Right, because he does love about gloating. He, yeah, he caught me monologuing. Oh, my gosh. Um, and he takes off, and he's trying to get to his jet. Right. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we... Bob, do something. You know, Helen's trying... Like, like throw, throw something. Throw something at the jet. He's like, I can't throw something at the jet. I might hit Jack-Jack, and he could be injured. Meanwhile, Jack-Jack, turns out... Has so many fucking crazy so many powers. Fucking powers. He, like, turns to lead and he makes him, like, fire. fall. Yeah, he turns to fire. He turns into, like, a literal fucking devil, baby. Yeah, like, my kids are like, oh, demon baby, Jack-Jack is my favorite. I'm like, he's actually pretty funny. Right. And they, he's doing all this crazy stuff, and Helen's like, what What the fuck is going on up there? Mm-hmm. And Bob's like, I, I don't know either. She's like, well, just throw me. Throw me up there, and I'll catch Jack-Jack. We'll figure and it out. And then I'll turn into a parachute, like, and it'll be fine. And then we can figure out what's going on. And so she thro- so Bob throws her. She gets Jack-Jack from... Um, Syndrome. Syndrome. Because Syndrome drops him at some right. point. And so she's, like, able to adjust. I guess she can grow fins or something, I guess. But anyway. Yeah. She can, like, be super straight and, like, poof, dive like, bomb. And he can throw her really, really fast. Right. Because he's super she's strong. She's got some good core strength, I have to uh, say. Truly. But, I mean, she's also a superhero. So. Her, to- her tops are made of rubber and her bottom is made of springs. Kinky. No. Anyway, um, but she uh, she gets thrown up there, catches Jack-Jack, is floating him down, and Syndrome does make it into the plane. No, he makes it next to the plane. Well, he's, like, hanging out in the doorway, like, taunting people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll never catch me. I will be back. I will... And all of a sudden, Bob's car that he had bought, like, his really nice sports car uh-huh. that he had bought when he started making money, comes flying through the fucking air and takes out the front of the plane. Right. And that's when the plane explodes. Well, doesn't he get caught into the jet engine with his uh, cape? Yeah, he knocks him out of the plane and he's like scrambling away from the air intake for the jet engine. The jet engine grabs Syndrome's cape because no capes. Because no capes. Shreds him and... And, like, and it, it cuts back to, like, Helen, who's holding Jack-Jack, like, hey, it's fine, just look at me, don't pay attention to what's happening back there. And you see the plane, like... Explode. Exploding. And then the wreckage of the plane lands on their house and just blows it to smithereens. Right. And it's like, well... But just their house. Like, just conveniently, their house. only their tiny lot. And, and as, um, as, as all that lands, like, Violet made a little force field to protect the family... And as the smoke clears, um, Dash is like, so we're going to have to move. <laughs> like, your house is a fucking crater. Yes, I you're I mean, moving. maybe, or you're rebuilding. Like, you're, you're going to have to take a couple months. Like, right, it's right. It's going to be a thing. And so, scene, and then there's the second denouement. Right, which is like three months later. Um, Jack, or Dash is at a track meet. Right, because I don't know compete. that we talked about this, but... He wants to compete, but the parents won't let him compete because they'll kill Because they'll kill everybody. 
and he's not literally right. No, but, but like, like he would just be. He's so much faster there. than everybody else because he's a it's super. It's not fair. It's not fair. So they're at a track meet. Violet is full of confidence and swagger and flirting like a mofo. Right. Like, she's basically she meets this guy that she's kind of was like hiding from earlier, and he's like, "Hey, I like your hair." She's like. Yeah, it's great. By the way, we should go see a movie on Friday. And he's like, uh, I'll buy the popcorn. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah let's that do that. Yeah, that seems great. I mean, he was like, so was... Uh, would you like to maybe? And she was like, I like movies. Do you like movies? <laughs> like, yeah. She was like, let's just cut to the chase. Which is awesome because like her lack of confidence earlier in the movie you know, yes. it's kind of like this thing where, like, honestly, every teenager is lacking. Truly, confidence. truly, they're, they're all, all so awkward and awkward and and struggling. So she finally kind of comes to her own. Is like, oh, he's just as scared of me as I am of him. Right. So I'll just not be scared and see where this goes. And so she gets a date out of it. Good for her. Right. Um, and then um, Dash is running, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the parents are yelling, and he's like at the back, he's like, yeah, no, they'll go a little faster. Like, but don't, and he speeds up. He's like, well, don't win. Don't, like, kill everybody. Like, <laughs> go for a second. Like, second. Go, go, go. go for number two. And, like, there's this dad behind them looking at them like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Go for a second. And yeah. so at the end of the, um, you see the family walking out of the stadium and Dash is on Bob's shoulders. And he's like, I'm really proud of you, son. And he's got a second place trophy. Right. And... Everybody's like having a great moment. Everybody feels great, and that's when the Underminer slash John Ratzinger shows up. Right, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta fight this motherfucker!" And they all put on their little masks. Even the baby, even yep. the baby has a mask. Time to make the donuts. Right, and that's the end of the movie. And scene, and we won't see the end of that scene until 2018. Right, when the the sequel comes out, which is right where it picks up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So. um... Did we learn anything from this movie? What did we learn? That was, our kids were like, does this movie have a lesson or yeah. a moral? And I was like, I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> so there is, like, there's just a lot of, like, relationships are messy yeah. and hard and take a lot of work. And there is a little bit of if everybody's special, nobody's special. Like, if you always get praised about every little thing, then real accomplishments lose their shine. So... By the way, I just finished, like, my fourth glass of wine right there, so... Ooh, boy. I mean, it's the greater awful, I don't know yet. Either. But, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of that. Um, there is a lot of, like, family is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what you have to protect and you have to be careful with and you have to be really good with. And also, like, that makes you make stupid decisions. Like, right. No, illogical decisions. Yeah. Well, and also, like, people are doing, sometimes doing the best thing they can do at what, at the time, as far as they think they can. Right. Even though it's an absolutely horrible decision. Like, you know, a lot of the worst decisions in this thing are from people trying to do... Are well-meaning. Are well-meaning. And, you know, there's, there's Syndrome as a villain, but he wouldn't be able to work without some stupid, stupid, stupid decisions. Right. So there's that. Um, I don't know. What else is there? Do I don't know. know. I'm so tired. So tired. Mm-hmm. But, Big uh, yawn. 
I know it's it's a good movie. I yeah. really enjoy it as it, a film. It is a good movie. When our eldest suggested it, I was like, "No, I'm in. Let's do it." It is a good movie. It's one of my favorite superhero movies. Period. Yeah, as an origin story, as a because the origin is really not of Bob and Helen. It's of the family. Of the family, yeah. As an origin story, um, and that's that's fantastic. Yeah, good. I like it. We should have more like it. Oh, good. There's a sequel. Yeah, it's okay. It is interesting, though, because, like, this was um, 2004, 2018, yes. so 14 years. 14 years later. It took them 14 years to put that sequel together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be a different discussion, but, like, the sequel is good. Yeah. Like, the sequel actually works really well as a continuation of this concepts and the, and the story and the characters, as opposed to, like, sometimes we're just like, yeah, it wasn't really necessary. Right. Like, it really is is a good story, and so I have to give it points, and we'll we'll have to get there later. Later, I was so surprised we haven't already um, discussed this movie because we have seen it so many times. So many times, it's such a good movie. It's yeah, it's and I, truly for me to enjoy a movie that I've seen so much, it's a good movie. Indeed, indeed. So. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else to add to this? No, nope, like, I don't have anything poignant or thoughtful. You've been like yawning for the last like. Guys, minutes, I'm so, so tired. I'm so old and tired. It's, it's true. Awful. So, well, we'll get to bed. So, uh, the rest of you though <laughs> out there, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.